making podcasts, learning curves, and new beginnings. That's what we're talking about this week on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta. This episode is brought to you by Chartable, attribution, analytics, and awesomeness. Go to chartable.com for more details. I know that you're listening to Sounds Profitable because podcast ad tech is important to you, but it's important to me that you are kept up to date on the latest news from the entire podcast industry. To help with that, here's what happened last week, no matter when you're listening, from James Cridlin at Pod News. Sounds Profitable started as a newsletter and grew into being a podcast around six months ago. Now on our 30th episode, I'm talking with two people behind the scenes that helped create Sounds Profitable, the podcast. Producer Evo Terra and editor Ian Powell joined me on this week's episode to talk about the long road that was the first season of Sounds Profitable and what we have to look forward to for the future. Okay, so this week, I'm very excited. We have Ian and Evo here. The two guys specifically responsible for this podcast even existing. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having us, Brian. <laughs> I think this might be the first time that we've done three people on the podcast for like the actual interview part. So it'll be real fun. Ian, make sure that nobody talks over each other. Yeah, I can't all. wait for all of this crosstalk <laughs> I'm going to have to edit out, especially because we're all a bunch <laughs> of loudmouths. This will be really good. That's very true. Very true. So. The reason we're doing this episode is that we are wrapping up season one, the arbitrary end to the first iteration of the Sounds Profitable podcast, <laughs> punctuated finally by my decision to take a little bit of time off with the family. And then the amazing news that we'll do in the next episode with Ariel Nissenblatt, who is coming on to be my co-host, and we're going to rejigger the entire podcast, see what worked and what didn't. But today, I kind of wanted to talk through with Evo. And Ian, so Evo did the production. He built the initial like plan for the podcast with me. And Ian, who edits the raw files with no plans that I send over to him on a constant basis, <laughs> I kind of get the feedback from you guys as both you know listeners, the people who designed it, and really what happens when you hand off a design to somebody else to to just kind of run with. So. You know, Evo, me and you, you know, you've been working with Sounds Profitable since day one. You edit yeah. every single newsletter that goes out. We we hit it off amazing at Podcast Movement uh, in LA in 2019. Yes, pre-pandemic, like yeah. like the like the day before the pandemic. <laughs> yes, and uh, and yeah, I mean, we just hit it off. It's it's been great, and I've learned so much from you because I know how to talk about the technology, but. Right. I definitely am still in the mindset of, well, if I have seven microphones and I turn them all on, there's got to be something usable there. But yeah, you helped me design. <laughs> help you realize that that's not the case. A not plan the case. is oftentimes better. Yeah. So the first iteration of the podcast, like we, we thought about it. What were your ideas for it? I mean, everybody here listening to it is experiencing it right now, but what when we talked about doing the podcast, I know what my ideas were. I, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on it. Well, I mean, 
for the people who don't know, it, this didn't start out as a podcast. I mean, this started out as just being Sounds Profitable, the newsletter, which talked about podcasting. And I remember several weeks into that, Brian, you brought up a really good point. And that is, hey, I suddenly I find myself working in podcasting. You, know, you were working in podcasting in a previous life, obviously, but now here you are talking about podcasting and you feel like you might be faking it a little bit because you aren't actually a podcaster. And so I said, well, we have a solution to that. (laughs) Let's make Sounds (laughs) Profitable the podcast. And you said, great. And then I said, here's how much work it's going to be. And you said, not so great. (laughs) So it was a a lot of collaboration between the two of us of how can we do something. We both knew we wanted to do something with Sounds Profitable as a podcast. We just didn't know exactly what it was going to be. Uh, I think a lot of ideas were floated around, but you came up with the idea of two things you wanted to do. One, you wanted to utilize as much ad tech in the podcast itself as possible. And two, you wanted to do something other than just narrate your articles or just because that wasn't going to be interesting enough, right? So how can I bring more people involved and how can I do more stuff inside of the ad tech bubble? And so we pounded around a few ideas and that's what we came up with, what people have been hearing thus far for season one of Sounds Profitable, the podcast. Yeah, and it was was really fun because I think there are, really any other podcast ad tech generalists, right? Like I definitely think that I have a good expert knowledge of this stuff, but there are not as many well-rounded people, but there are so many people that have amazing specific knowledge. And I wanted to talk to them and help, you know, share their voice and point them out as people that other people can go interact with and learn more from. And that was really exciting for me, Uh, but figuring out everything around it was tough. I mean, you no joke sent me over a base camp invite that we went back and forth on for months. I mean, it's yeah. super well laid out, but it was so overwhelming. Like yeah. the idea, I, I think the second we said, let's do a podcast, I literally just started booking meetings and talking to people like we're doing now. Like you're like, Hey, what's the flow? What do you want to do? I was like, I oh, will just hit record. <laughs> and then we had to mash that into something, right? We had to figure out how it starts. What's the breaks in the middle? What's the end? And I'll be the first to admit that I was a little heavy handed with the ad tech. And the intent was really to just show that off more than anything else with the content being the vessel that we get to it, Uh, like hiding peas and and mashed potatoes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, we we got there and, and I think it was it was really fun, and I think we learned a lot from it. I agree, and I, and I think you learned a lot about the process of podcasting. Yeah. You now have a much greater appreciation for what it takes to make a podcast, a, even a podcast like this, which is – while the ad tech is, is pretty complicated. You've done a lot of work in the ad tech space, right? The actual – content of the show itself is relatively straightforward. I mean, there's a couple of things you record, a couple of sentences that Ian writes, and then you just narrate. And then there's a conversation you have with someone else about an article. And then Ian smushes it all together through the magic of uh, you know using digital audio workstations. So it's pretty straightforward. I mean, we're not talking a deep editorial process. We don't have weeks of conversations about this. But still, you now know that Now you know why it is when you called me up, I think, on a Thursday and said, can we be live by tomorrow? 
I said, no, yeah. <laughs> no, as, as a matter of fact, we can't be live tomorrow. What are you high? <laughs> so yeah, cause it's now, now you get it and that you have a much greater appreciation for what all podcasters go through. Yeah. And, and to walk everybody through the process, I mean, now that it's live, right? So Ian and I went through Wooshka after me and Evo like planned it all out. And we set all of the dynamic ad insertion points. And you'll hear that like we actually even commissioned new music because we wanted to try and make it as seamless as possible, which is as close to anyone who is not an obsessive audio nerd can get it uh, just because they would have to re-encode the entire file. And that doesn't seem to happen on basically any ad server. Yeah, we wound up discovering some like really basic stuff that I wasn't aware of that like MP3s have a built in like millisecond delay that is enough to make a notable audio difference if you're trying to like connect files together so we had to switch to uploading everything in wave and stuff like that it was all a learning process it was crazy yeah and we set up we set up all that dynamic ad insertion and then it was like okay cool now we have to fill it so ian wrote a bunch of the scripts for all of it i handed over the most basic of bullet points and i was like hey ian can you set this up for me and me and ian have known each other for years i pulled him into the podcast space evo has trained him He's become amazing at editing. Very, oh, very you. thankful to be working with him. Very kind of you guys. <laughs> and so you you took everything and you filled that out. You wrote all the scripts that I had to read. You edited it down. You matched the timing. You matched the music to all of it. And then when we switched music, you had to redo it again. Um, <laughs> and then on, on a weekly basis, I mean, we're handing Ian new audio, new interviews which you're then taking, editing, you're providing the additional voiceover that I have to do once a week that you're getting approval from, from Evo. And then I record that and you edit it all together, make sure the dynamic ad insertion works. And even though it's not a larger process, it's still, you know, how how many hours does a single episode take? I'm going to say from cradle to Wooshka takes about probably about, <laughs> five to six hours for me total of stuff it's just a lot of like the dai stuff making sure that's maintained and edited um there it is there's the um that i'm gonna have to cut out from my own dialogue awesome <laughs> uh i'll keep it in so everybody knows that it's there but like you said that you have your mashed potatoes and with the peas in it right i very rarely ever have to like cut content from what you guys are talking about when you guys are having a conversation about the topics that you guys are excited about so you have these guests on who are super jazzed about whatever ad tech thing you're talking about this week. And it's very rare that I have to be like, well, that was really boring and cut a part out. It's almost never happened. You're so thrilled to talk about the thing. You're so excited that like it really translates well to the audio. And then assembling it is just putting pieces together. Once all the DAI got put into place, once you walked me through all the Wushka stuff and we worked through on how DA... I should start saying DAC, right? That's what we should start doing. It's not just dynamic DCI. DCI, right? yes. Dynamic, dynamic content, content insertion. <laughs> Once we started working. I'll take DAI still because you still have to set it up in a campaign manager. I'm not bought in yet. <laughs> sure. until, you, until you don't set it up in a campaign, we'll call it DAI. But you guys had all these great ideas for like cool stuff we could do with it. You were like, what if we announce the stuff I'm doing this week with it? What if I talk to them and say, like, thank you for listening on your google phone thank you for listening on uh spotify and then also thank you for listening from australia or wherever we had set up the geolocation to be set on you were just trying to showboat what we can do with the data that we currently have i thought it was really cool obviously some of that stuff kind of got phased out because it was a little chunky and also there was <laughs> clear problems with making sure that everything synced up perfectly but 
it is as seamless as we can get right now. And unless you're an audiophile like me and Evo and you, you're probably going to be okay listening to it and not hearing that little, those little micro pauses. But yeah, I, I, it was a really cool process to walk through. It really taught me a lot about podcasting and, and everything that goes into behind the scenes of it. And that's, you know, that's actually a really cool point because before this, you had dabbled in audio. You're a big podcast fan, but Evo trained you up on editing and I trained you on ad tech. And so we're, are we six months into working together? Yeah, about six months now. Yeah. And so in that six month period, you have not only learned to be a good podcast editor, but you've learned how to be an ad ops manager for podcasting. And that, you know, it wasn't necessarily full time, but like, this is the type of thing that you learn the skill and now you can go work with other people for it, right? Like Evo understood a lot of this stuff already, definitely uh, hands down on the editing side, but more and more like we got you hands on with Wushka and whatnot. These are things that you understood conceptually, but we walked through it and we broke things. That was a shout out to the Wushka team for yeah, handling for every email we ever sent. <laughs> Definitely on the launch weekend. I think they worked through the entire weekend, you know, which shout out to them seriously for that because we would have not hit my January goal date. And it's just neat. But I think the biggest thing here is that like we've seen that like people who get podcasting can understand the ad tech because it relates closely to it. People who are brand new to it can understand both audio engineering and the ad tech. And people like me who have thoughts about the ad tech can understand the audio editing. Uh, and all I can say is I, I super wasn't prepared for how much work it was. It was a ton going into it. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was really lucky that I think that I came in tabula rasa. You know, I was just a blank slate. And you guys were like, let's chisel some stuff into this and see if it worked. And it it was awesome. I got like really great editing help. And I learned so much from Evo. I'm still constantly learning from Evo. And I'm learning constantly from you about stuff. And you guys kind of like really took a... A, a journeyman and then we're like all right we're gonna we're gonna train this kid up to be a full apprentice it was really appreciated and honestly i best of both worlds sort of thing i'm kind of getting to learn all sides of the industry at once it's really neat oh yeah oh it's it's this is the, this is the the emotional episode this is the sweet kind episode <laughs> of sounds profitable i love it but i i appreciate your comment about the content right just kind of flowing because i think that i pick these people that are passionate about this stuff who like maybe get to do sales pitches and marketing pitches, but they don't get to like goob out about this, but, but there's something cool to just talk about. And hopefully my excitement for it, my weird excitement for ad tech, like I honestly find it fun, not just like a career, but like truly fun has been something that a lot of people can latch onto. And then we get to hear of like how it actually resonates with them instead of just the sales pitch they go through, which they're probably fantastic at, but I don't want to hear that. I want to hear about what excites them about the space. And Evo, I mean, we did so much dynamic ad insertion and we have to peel it back. I mean, two things. One, Steve Goldstein put out a great article that I really liked, which was how quickly does an episode start? Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we're like five minutes, six minutes before we get to the body of the content. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the smart thing about it's, that is we, we start with the cold open is the good mm-hmm. news, right? So, I mean, the first thing somebody hears is information about what they're going to hear, which allows the ability to take more time and, and do more ad and search stuff. I, I really dislike it, and I think a lot of listeners dislike it as well, when you don't even know what show you're listening to until three oh, or four God, minutes, yeah. right? If there are three yeah, pre, and I mean real pre-roll, like zero, zero pre-rolls, three of those back-to-back, 
which I hear oftentimes on podcasts, sometimes they're host read, which is which is good for existing listeners, but not good at all for brand new listeners because I don't know what her voice sounds like. I don't know. I was told to listen to this podcast yeah. and all I'm just listening is to three different back-to-back mattress ads. Yeah, that's not exciting. So at least we don't <laughs> do that. At least we don't do that. But I do agree. I mean, there were, we did a lot of things with the first season of Sounds Profitable, the podcast, to really try out and stretch what we could do with podcast ad tech, not mm-hmm. necessarily in an, in an ad format, as, as mentioned earlier, it was more dynamic content insertion. Let's let's break that. And, and we did. Wishka was great, as you said, about coming back and fixing things. So, yeah, I think in season two, we probably should have another one of those architectural conversations and say, now knowing what we know and knowing that we don't have to just dazzle everybody for the sake of dazzling them, how can we do that and still make something that's real compelling content all the way through the program? Yeah, because I I think that getting as much content in there as possible with as little filler is valuable. Um, But I do, I like the cold open. I think back of like um, 90s sitcoms, like the beginning of Full House, right? They introduce every cast member, right? They do the, like the freeze frame, they're doing their thing and then they freeze frame and they like show you who they are and their name and the actor. And like, I love that. And it's one of those things that like now when I sit down and watch Netflix, I'll just skip, skip over the intro. But if I'm watching something like my wife's super obsessed with Lucifer recently, and if I go sit down and watch it, I don't know who anybody is. I would kill for that full house intro because then I can pick it up at any point. Right. Then I can start. Which one are you supposed to be Lucifer? <laughs> Look, there are two guys who are the same actor by different names. in that show, I believe. But they uh, you know, that's that's the thing. Like. I love Crooked Media. I love Pod Save America, but they start off the presenting sponsor of Pod Save America is, and they go right to it. I'm like, who are you? Like, who who is talking to me? Why are we doing this? Like, I want to hear the content. I I, I want to know who I'm listening to, what the episode's going to be about. Give me a, a little bit of something to hold on to. Treat yeah. everything like it could be you know, a, a first time listener because they can always skip the intro. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I think the structure of that three word cold open that we currently have might have to change. I think I'm running out of the three words that <laughs> I write every time. It's somehow saying, I think we've said ad tech as one of the three words, at least four episodes imagine. this season. So yeah. we might have to pull that back and come up with yeah, a new we, way. We can is, expand yeah, it. I'm Brian Evo having it be like, and that's what we're talking about this week on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta is a great opening line and we understand exactly where we're coming into it and that we have four pieces of DAI uh, before we get to the meat of the show, <laughs> including that awesome, uh, the the pod news bulletin from from James Craylin. That That's always terrific. That little bit of syndication I like. Um, yeah. And, and that could be, that one could be really fun to mess around with a little bit more. You know, like I think that we could strip that down to a frequency cap of once per week. So, right, we have the, the, yeah. At the beginning of the episode, James Credlin does one minute of uh, for pod news in Sounds Profitable. And if it's the same week, if you listen to my back catalog, you're going to hear it every episode. Same and it will be this thing. current week that yeah. you're listening on. Right. So maybe we do things like that where it's if if you are on a unique path and it is your first time listening, you might get the whole thing. Your episode might be an extra 10 minutes long. But if it's multiple times in a week or in a month, maybe certain things get phased out. Maybe we take more advantage of frequency gapping. Again, we're talking about breaking apart what podcast ad tech can be and dynamic content can be and really exploring the frontiers and the edges of that. Because you're right, if someone is going to binge listen, 
over a, over the, a single day, if they download four episodes, they're going to hear the exact same thing from Pod News <laughs> for all four times. We can recognize that. Podcast ad tech can recognize that with frequency capping and all sorts of changes. And again, we'll, we'll find out. Can we really do that reliably? Uh, and if not, we get back with Wooshka team and say, hey, here's one more thing we want you to change because <laughs> let's invent this while we're doing it, right? I mean, it's not quite the exactly. same thing as inventing a parachute when you jump out of a plane because we're not crashing here, but we certainly are making modifications to this flying ship as it goes. Yeah, and, I, and I'll say shout out to Liam Whiteside from DAX for that suggestion. Uh, because apparently I'm I'm a favored podcast of his when he's mowing his lawn. Ah. Uh, so he's like, I listened to a few episodes back to back and heard the same news from James. <laughs> Maybe we fixed that. <laughs> we also then got to cut that. We got to we got to cut that ten the thirty second bit of you being like, I know you like news and I like James Cridlin, <laughs> so you're gonna listen to this. Uh, I, I put yeah. that in every week. It's about a yeah. minute of content. We should probably uh, trim that down. Probably. And now Pod News with James Cullen. We don't really we'll have, have to pre-sell it. Because he said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, don't have to pre-sell yeah. that stuff, right? Just, just drop it in. But that's okay. We learn these things as we go, and that's why I say it continues to evolve as we go on. We had put it in yeah. as a super fancy thing at the at the time, so we were like, we have to explain that, like, no, no, this is going to be the current news, no matter when, <laughs> no matter what. We wrote that whole thing up, and it's it's like a minute and a half long. It's way too much. <laughs> there's, there's definitely a lot of that. It's it's always funny when someone messages me, and they're just like, uh, they give feedback on like a segment or something, and they're just like, here's how I would shorten it. And I was like, well, I, I guess I can re-record that. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate you doing my homework. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes yeah. it's not great. <laughs> as we've said recently, everything, as long as you get it in that six-second window of that, that beautiful yeah. loop that Tim Cameron made for us. I just need you to say the words in six seconds and we're good to go. That's all we need. <laughs> yeah. I get these notes from Ian that basically every week say like, hey, Brian, if you can say this part in six seconds, awesome. If not, take 12 seconds. And there's some times <laughs> where it's just like, I definitely know. I'm just like, yeah, I got it in six. And it's 100% eight seconds. And I just. <laughs> the ones that kill me are when you're like 6.5. I'm like, cool. Let me just drop this in the middle of this 12 second loop now. That's where we're at. Uh, wow, just put it at 1.1 speed. Yeah, that's one thing. I can show you how to actually make. I can only speed it up without making him chipmunk himself. Or you just have a measure that's in five four, right? We have a measure that's in five. Evo, I Why think not? we could. Bo- I think we could both agree, Evo, that Brian already speaks at one point one speed, so yeah. it's going to be a little rough sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he and I share that same genetic trait, so yeah, speak too fast. Well, that's always the fun part. I mean, like I get on the microphone with these people, and with the, it's just infectious. We just want to continue the conversation, and I can hear it. And I hear in the back of my head, like, slow down because I'll get fast and then they'll get fast. And next thing you know, we're like both yelling excitedly at each other. See, what we need is a dispensary sponsor so that you guys can you know, take a gummy before <laughs> you go on and slow it down. <laughs> oh, man, I'm all about that. I was going to say, but you, think, you see things like Seth Rogen listens? We'll get Seth Rogen on here. That'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Seth. I think thinking about the ads on there too. I mean, we have the sponsors and so we have the, the advertiser, right. Uh, that's baked in because with the newsletter, part of the content, we bake in the, the title advertiser. We only do one a month. And so they're baked into the podcast episodes too. It's my way of saying thank you there. And baked in is still a form of ad track, right? Like just because it's not dynamic, it's a decision, right? Being locked into it. Not great. Making a decision for it. Thumbs up. Absolutely. Um, but then we have the 50 sponsors, which we do in dynamic ad insertion round robin. So it goes through one and then frequency caps it until they get through all of them again. And so that's even distribution. But we did two mid-roll ads. 
and we just kind of gave them away and it was fun, but I don't, I don't know if it adds a ton of value. I think that that's one thing that we're going to probably scrap like open ads like that. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who really enjoyed the super anime podcast and they were a blast. Their recording was awesome. And I think we got some really excited people to get engaged, but I think we'll probably try and just shorten it down. Like I learned that from listening to Juleka talk about how, you know, they found that their listen through wasn't as good. So they started cutting the episodes smaller and smaller in certain things, getting rid of some filler. And maybe that'll be good. Not that listen through rate really bothers me, but maybe having something a little bit more condensed could be more valuable to people. It's actually, that's actually really funny to me because the Jaleka conversation about like how they had been reducing their episode, <laughs> like episode length and the episode right before was with Twyla, which was one of the most fascinating conversations you've ever had on the podcast. And that was 45 minutes long, 15 minutes longer than any other episode. And then the next one's with Jaleka and that one still runs 35 minutes long because you guys have these amazing conversation it's hard for me to want to like narrow that content down when you're both so enthused about what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Half the time, half the time as it goes over, I'm just like, Ian will find the boring parts and cut it out. And then I see the runtime and I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) You don't have any boring parts, man. There's never any boring parts. There's been like a couple of technical difficulties where somebody's like, Oh, my dog's here. Can we like cut this part out? It's like, all right, yeah, we'll cut out the part where the dog's here. But like, it's always, you guys have so much to talk about. And so, so enthusiastic between the, the two of you and whoever you're speaking to. It's always really good. I don't know. I'm biased. I really appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, I think this was my chance to bring you on the show and say, thank you. Um, the, the podcast wouldn't exist without you, either man. of you. The future of it won't exist without either of you. I could not edit this to save my life. I would throw it in Descript. I would just hit the DM <laughs> button and, and hope for the best. Um so the amount more. of work that you guys both have to do. You see me and Evo both just win super hard when you said yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, and that like, I think that that, I think that would be so much fun. I think that at a convention at some point, we should just put like, do a glass booth and just have people editing a podcast there. So you can see it live. You can listen in to the conversations. You can listen to what they're doing and you hear how long it takes because some of it, is work that doesn't take either of them that long, right? Because they've done it. They put the hours in, so it's automated now. There's flow to it. But no matter what, you still have the meat of the episode. You still have the unique VO. You still have testing it to make sure that it comes out correct. Yep. You have to listen to it. You have to actually listen to the audio and then edit the audio and then put it in there and then re-listen to it again to make sure you didn't miss anything. And that's hours alone. Yeah. It, it, so. it is quite a process, and I'm glad that you now understand that. <laughs> the eyes boring <laughs> into my soul. That's Well, when I first started, and I think a lot of people, they don't, you know, when you hear these quotes, it's like, ah, season of a show, $150,000. You're just like, for fucking what? Like, what is that for? And now I'm just like, only $150,000? It's like, I, I assume at that rate, it's, you know, it's as much hand-holding as possible. Um, but like, I don't actually know how much more you could hold my hands. I record the episode. I kick it over to you, you Ian, and you have to listen through it and tell me what then to say to properly stage it. Cause I don't introduce my episodes very well at all. So I've stopped even naming the people and like announcing them when I live record it because I'm like, Ian, Ian can just tell me the better way to (laughs) tee them up much better. But guys, thank you again so much. Season one has been awesome. I, 
could not have expected this much success with Sounds Profitable. We're a podcast about podcast advertising and technology. Um, both of you are instrumental. I could not exist without the two of you, without James Cridlin. Um, and I'm I'm just really excited. Where September will be one year. This will season one will wrap up right before then, uh, and then we'll kick on to season two with Ariel Nissenblatt as my co-host, which I'm honestly really excited Stupid about jazz. because no. Yeah, because no matter how much I break things down and I think I make it more accessible, I'm still an alien. Uh, <laughs> and she's the real person that people can relate to. And I'm really excited for her to help just spread this message because she's so eager to learn about it, too. And she's actively digging into it herself. Yeah, she's brilliant. I'm, I'm so excited to hear what you guys put together. Uh, and I'm just excited about uh, watching Ian trying to make the show even shorter once you put talkie talkie Ariel in there as well, because that's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> We'll just do two parts. Everything will be two. And then I'll double my download now. You you got it. You are a real podcaster. I I can't thank you guys enough for all the training and help and everything. You guys have been amazing. I really appreciate it. And I love being given the chance to do what I do. You guys are awesome. Thanks for being smart. Thanks for listening. And thanks for learning because that's an important thing. If you listen and learn, we can teach you this stuff and you've got it. And that's that's something I don't get the opportunity to do well enough. Um, Ian and Evo are both fully freelance. They both or or run their own company in Evo's situation. You can and should reach out to them for editing, for production, for everything. Um, They work together. They work separate. You'll find their information in the episode details. And please, please take them up on it because they are super smart. And you get the added bonus of the fact that both of them, whenever they dig into something ad tech related for their other clients, will just spitball it because we meet a few times a week to just shoot the shit and catch up and be like, hey, I had this idea. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, tell me more. Let's dig in. So you get the added benefit of uh, of, of me providing my un- unrequested advice. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, guys. Thank you, man. Thanks for listening to Sounds Profitable on your favorite podcast app. I appreciate you checking out my latest episode and hope you'll consider subscribing. And stick around for some special bonus content at the end of the episode. I've teamed up with Terra to give you a minute-long strategic thought that is guaranteed to shift your perspective on the present and future of podcasting as we all work to make podcasting better. Thanks to Evo and Ian for coming on to discuss my article. Finally, Sounds Profitable has a podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to connect, you can find me, Brian Barletta, on LinkedIn, way less formally on Twitter as High Five RPG. And of course, you can email me at brian at soundsprofitable.com, spelled either way. The most important part about Sounds Profitable is providing you with more resources and making sure that I can answer your questions. So check out the link to Yappa in the episode description and leave me a message. And with your permission, I'll answer it live on the show. Sounds Profitable is completely recorded using Squadcast. I'm such a big fan of all the features that they have from the video recording remote to their Dolby features, which are really fantastic. And then my favorite part that I use for the product deep dives is the screen share aspect. We can record all that in high definition and it's saved in real time, so there's no risk of losing it. So please check out squadcast.fm and sign up for a trial because I use it and I know you'll love it. The Sounds Profitable podcast would not be possible without the help and support of Evo Terra, James Cridlin, 
and Ian Powell. Thank you all for your help and support.